following podcast is recorded and produced by the Podcast Precinct in affiliation with the network at BICBP-radio.com. The Podcast Precinct. Consistency. Creativity. Culture. Let's Talk But No Politics Okay proudly dedicates all episodes to the loving memory of Constant Chirac, who was one of the biggest supporters of the show. And we like to say thank you for everything that you have done. Oh, man, a line? Oh, good Lord. Hey, uh, buddy, excuse me. Is this the line for... Uh, Okay, let's talk about politics, okay? Okay? Okay. Huh. Well, who's the sponsor? Hey, guys, we got a problem. Stores everywhere selling our clothes. NFL Pro Line? Oh, great. Now everyone can look like us. Big deal. Who could ever pass for us? Oh, gosh. What if they fool the press? <laughs> there I was, fourth and goal. And wearing Pro-Line is probably going to get him right on the field, right? (laughs) Maybe I'm taking this whole thing a little too serious. Come on, we can take these guys. See? NFL Pro-Line. Wear what the pros wear. You feel like walking on the wild side? Hey, Johnny. Are you ready to talk about the pandemania in in Urbania? I sure am. Uh, Hopefully our icebox is ready to play and doesn't want to be a cheerleader. When you hear your name called, I want you to go over to Coach Butts, and I want you to pick up your jersey. Those jerseys are so cool. For everyone who has waited to be chosen. Lewis! But is still waiting. Rivera! Rivera. For everybody who has dreamed of being somebody. Scanlon! But is still dreaming. Walker! For every person who only wanted that one chance. For the rest of you. But never got it. I'd like to thank you for trying out. Your day has come. Let's kick some butt. Are you ready for a miracle? You killed the mice box. Look, you berserk old Barbie doll. You can talk the talk, you walk the walk. Somebody call 911! Warner Brothers and Emblem Entertainment present... Where in the hell do you get off trying to put together another team? Guys like you and... Kids like that, I mean, they can't help it, they're no good. Rick Moranis. Who are you, Vince Lombardi all of a sudden? It's Pee Wee Football. Ed O'Neill. Oh my God, Coach is a vampire! Peanut butter and jelly sandwich? You'll never get anywhere treating your helmet like a lunchbox, son. And a cast of small wonders. Timmy, I'm not sure, but I don't think that goes there. In the story of a gridiron miracle. League rules clearly state, one town, one team. Meet me at half court. It's the 50-yard line, Dad! Now, with a little professional help... They've got exactly two weeks to learn how to pass. What a hunk. Hi. Catch. Son, if you're going to cheat, win. Block. Get the fear out of your eyes. Let's go. You got it, mate. And kick butt. Want intimidation? I'll show you intimidation. Little Giants. Do you like football? No. You want to play football? No. Great, you can be on our team. Heroes come in all sizes. And if you haven't noticed, we are talking about probably the greatest and only little kid football movie that I could think of, Little Giants, with a great underrated fictional, and you just mentioned her, underrated fictional athlete in the ice. Yes. Yep, Becky O'Shea, the ice box herself, an incredible character in a movie just filled to the brim with rememorable characters. And the Little Giants came out in 94, wasn't it? 93, 94, right in there. Uh, And that's, of course, the golden era for us, Andrew, when kids sports movies were uh, like they were coming all the time. And I remember loving pretty much most of them. (laughs) You know, Sandlot, uh, you know, you got Angels in the Outfield. Mighty uh, Ducks. Monty Ducks, Rookie of the Year. Uh, I mean, you had a lot of Air Bud. <laughs> I do. Oh. <laughs> There's no rules I say a dog can't play basketball, Andrew. I don't think I've ever seen that movie all the way through. You're doing I, yourself a major disservice. I don't think <laughs> we I might have, we might have another Doug on our hands. <laughs> I don't think I ever want to watch that. Look, 
At least when you got me to watch Mac and me, I was like, oh, yeah, some nostalgic value. And then I watched it and I was like, oh, this is bad. Everybody, I just remember like <laughs> the so going no. There's no. so many terrible decisions that characters make in that movie that are very detrimental to that poor dog. <laughs> <laughs> and why is it the same same rough <laughs> in oh, I know. a single yeah. Airbud movie? <laughs> man, it's work, man. It's work. Uh, but we're I, talking little giants. <laughs> yeah. I, I was just looking here because I got the, little, the Wikipedia page up in case I got to jog my memory on something. You know, this did not meet its budget. At the really twenty million dollar budget box office only nineteen point three million dollars. This has definitely become a classic though because like I and just researching this movie, uh, I mean a lot of your like ESPN did a whole thing on it. Uh, you know a lot of your big uh, a lot of articles came out about it when it was like twenty years old. Uh, you know a lot of people really remember this movie very fondly. Yeah, I I didn't I thought this was going to be like a hit because this is. I wonder if it's one of those as a hit afterwards, right? When it comes out on, uh, you know, yeah. for home box office. I bet for the house, like you know, DVD and well, video cassette back then. I bet this thing really because I we definitely watched this movie all the time when it came out like that. I remember. I remember watching it in school. I remember watching it at home with friends. Like I saw this movie multiple times as a kid. I loved watching. I liked the fact that you could watch this in school. This is. I remember watching this in like middle school. Yeah, same. Yeah. Just it was one of those ones where like you mentioned, Angels in the Outfield would be on the TV stand before everything yeah. digital. And you're like, Oh, what are you gonna watch? And you're like, definitely little giants because it's much better. I was trying to see what the DVD sale or the DVD VHS sales, but doesn't seem like I can find it. But I'm actually shocked because I hold this in high regard with Sandlot. Mighty Docs. Yeah, I always. I mean, I was the one who brought this movie up to you to cover it, so yeah. I'm in the same boat with you. I mean, even the annex, the annexation. How we say that word wrong? The annexation of Puerto Rico, the big play at the end of this game. I sent you a link of a, a of a, an article that was all about real NFL teams that used it as an inspiration for a real play. Yeah, <laughs> <So>. <laughs> I'll start it with the uh, in the Orange Bowl. Uh, in the like a national it wasn't quite the national championship game but it was with tom osborne running the famous fumble ruski yeah yeah uh let's obviously let's talk about the the cast let's start with the two head coaches the brothers the o'shea brothers uh i mean the first of all the casting in this movie overall fantastic right Uh, yeah chef's kiss mwah mwah Uh, (laughs) i don't know what you were doing (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> a little out of it if you haven't noticed i'm drinking coffee so <laughs> andrew's trying to wake up uh but yeah uh it's uh you know obviously rick moranis is he can do no wrong for me uh i love everything i've ever seen him in uh you know everything from this movie to you know honey the kids got shrunk <laughs> <laughs> it's got, is that like the ninja kicking <laughs> yeah uh to, the, to busting them ghosts you know whatever he's in uh, he instantly becomes a very likable character to me i will always uh you know salute at the statue of rick moranis for sure yeah considering this is our second rick moranis movie in a row yeah we're, we're not doing any rick moranis movies next month unless something crazy unless he, unless he pops up in son-in-law yeah <laughs> And I forgot all about it. <laughs> I loved Ed O'Neill because Ed O'Neill yes. was not much of a movie star, but yet I think he was perfect for this part. Considering yes. the Al Bundy character, you know, I scored four touchdowns in one game for Pokai, but this kind of is a much cooler type of version of Al Bundy, I noticed, where he is a car salesman. Yeah. He actually went into the pros, Heisman Trophy winner. Did, well, you know, he, the actor himself actually did all those things pretty much. Yeah. Uh, he was a football player in college. He was, he actually did get drafted in NFL, uh, but I don't think he ever actually played, but he did get drafted uh, by one, by NFL team. Uh, but well, yeah. Yeah. Because he was drafted by the Steelers and he kind of was competing against, oh, probably the greatest defensive tackle of all time and mean Joe Green and then one of the other probably. I don't know if he's in, but definitely has a great argument of Hall of Fame and Elsie Greenwood on that steel curtain. So I 
don't see them keeping Mr. Ed O'Neill. Well, that's sad, you know. Uh, unless it's Jake DeLome, I I don't think anybody's uh, uh can't be replaced. <laughs> <laughs> He's up for the Hall of Fame this year. Is he really? He is a nominee for the. Oh, he better make it or my heart will be destroyed. <laughs> I saw that and you were the first person I thought. Of. I was like, ah. Oh. I guarantee you I'm the only person who ever brings him up, but uh, I just have such an affinity for him because that's when I got into the Panthers, is when he was the quarterback. But uh, yeah, um, yeah, there's two, like, they played off each other so well. Um, these The other thing I really like, too, about this movie in general is even the characters save for one and i'll get to that one but even the characters that come off like jerks um a lot of them have multi-faceted sides to them you know um the you know uh ed's uh o'shea brother like you you're kind of like man he really is a jerk but he's not uh he's just very competitive and uh but like when he's with you know when he's with his niece or uh you know, when he tells that, uh, when he gets mad at Spike for the late hit and stuff, like he really shows like, hey, man, he's, you know, I don't want to win like that. Like those little moments really stand out to me. It really helps the character not seem like a complete, you know, jackass. So yeah. that's always good when they do that. Um, you know, there's a couple of characters in there, like his, uh, his assistant coach, what's his butts? Ain't that his uh, name? Something? Yeah. Uh, it's pretty funny uh, when, he's, <laughs> when he's watching all the kids and he's like, man, what kind of play is this? The, the <laughs> <laughs> but they're just standing. The kids are just standing around. <laughs> and he, that was just a great scene at all because yeah. the way that Rick Moranis and that little kid called the cops. <laughs> yeah, and the whole I don't think road men should be prancing around in their underwear like that. And the kids like help me. And all of a sudden they just hang up and they're like, "Perfect, high five, we're out." And they start this movie perfectly, right? With all the kids trying to make uh, the Cowboys peewee football team and that's and that gives you a really great way to introduce you to um like this movie is obviously one of those ultimate underdog tales yeah and uh it, this introduces you to these underdogs really quick um you know icebox you get to see she's obviously very good but because she's a quote-unquote a girl she can't make the team uh you got the pudgy kid who of course is going to fart and and eat a lot the whole movie uh, but he did have a great line at the very beginning where he gets tackled and they find his Oh, they find his uh, peanut butter and jelly sandwich in his helmet, and he, the one coach takes it away, and he goes, "My mother made that." <laughs> I love the. the I think the best, my favorite part in that was with the Cheetos. Yes, he's like, what, what, he's like what kind of Cheetos? Crunchy what? and puffed, puffed, wimp. <laughs> like you're a wimp if you eat puffed Cheetos. I didn't even. I was trying to remember what the crunchy Cheetos were. <laughs> There's a little, little. I like crunchy I'm, Cheetos, so I'm not a wimp, Johnny. But no, I guess I am a wimp then, because I'm all about those puffs, my friend. <laughs> yeah, they're the little like thin kind of looks like uh, a wand from Harry Potter. Or, oh yeah, yeah, like yeah, a wand, yeah. the wand from Willow. Yes, yes, yeah. Use the wand, Willow. By the way, that new show Willow looks really good. I'm very excited to see it. Um, but um, I yeah I yeah go ahead. Oh no, I was just gonna say yeah the, the the character development to this is good. I think it's very well laid out for kind of a children's family type movie. Yes, where yes. you get to see the different things. Who is it, John, the, with his dad? Not yeah, there always on business, and he's like, oh, I just want my dad to be there. There's so many. There's so many characters. That I think it does a pretty decent job of that, considering. Yeah, I, I really love the forming of the actual team where they're going around and they're kind of recruiting them as they're walking down the train tracks and they're adding to their team. Uh, probably my favorite one of those where Rick Moranis is talking to the kid on the mechanical oh. horse, and he's like, "It's like, hey, do you like football? No. Do you want to play football? No. Perfect. You'll be great on our team." And he plays on the team. <laughs> I think that's one of the most underrated sports montages in history. I mean, it's no yeah. rocky, it's no rocky montage, but the fact that these group of misfit kids that some of them want to play, some of them are just like, eh, I guess I'll do it something to do. Yeah. Get together and just walking down the train tracks, like you said, and then all of a sudden one comes in, and then all of a sudden the other comes in, and how they do it, and especially the the toe with the nothing but glass and he just straight breaks the window and they're like yeah you can be our kicker we and can- probably one of the greatest 
kids in a kid movie ever, you know, uh, Jake, uh, the the little kid with glasses. Oh, oh yeah. man, that kid's incredible. He still makes me laugh now. He's <laughs> so dang funny. <laughs> I love the, the mother. That is, I think that's one of my favorite things with the overprotective mother where she's like, yeah. I delay it. It took us 13 years. It was my fault. Like, she just laid everything. Yeah, out. she said everything. Uh, like it's like when you're having a conversation with somebody you just met and all you say is hey and then the next two minutes you get their whole life story and all you said was hey to start the conversation <laughs> <laughs> like she had it all set out and prepared ready to go totally. I feel like I guarantee you that's not that she's like to the point where he was not the first person she said ever all that to oh. upon first meeting <laughs> no no I'm pretty sure she's that lady in the grocery store that lays it all on the line to the cashier when they're yes. like, okay, that'll yes. be like 1850. And she's like, this is my son, Jake. You know, I had to lay on my back for nine months because <laughs> I rolled over. I could have lost him. And <laughs> just like the whole story all over again. Like she has a script. Yeah. And then uh, she goes off. Of that whole scene's great. Cause that's when like the, the, all the kids are getting all the obviously old hand-me-down pads and stuff. There's a Darth Vader helmet in there. Uh, you know, um, there's the, one kid puts the cup on his face and it's like, and Rick Murray's like, I don't think that goes there. Uh, but the favorite part is when you get introduced to Jake and after his mom says all this, he goes, my shrink told her I need to get out more. Yeah. <laughs> well, even when he comes, to, he just uh, has- even when he goes to like practice and he's like completely rolled up in that foam and he's like, my mom said the pads that you gave me were not, are not the best and just start, like pushing them around pushing them around <laughs> there's a very underrated scene too when they're practicing where you know obviously the one kid can't catch anything but toilet paper yeah uh, that's like a big deal so um this is after they find um what's the um junior, the junior yeah after they find junior who was originally going to be jonathan taylor thomas by the way was uh, it after yeah he was up for it and didn't get I it. like that i like jtt but i think they 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 casted that right. No offense to him, but I think he's. This sounds like such like a scout football type person. I think he's a little bit too short. To yeah, quarterback. It's all right. He got to be Simba, so you yeah. know that's a great. That's a pretty good uh, you know, uh, yeah. consolation prize there. Um, but uh, so so the uh, of course so when he's throwing to the kid, he throws him toilet paper and he catches it. And then Rick Moranis is holding a football. And he goes, he goes, from now on, we're going to play with this. And it's the toilet paper. And then he hands the football over to this other kid. And he goes, here, put this in the bathroom. <laughs> you're going in there and he just got a football. And you're like, oh, what am I going to do with this? <laughs> I, I, I think the coolest part about him, though, too, is I know we're probably not in the game, is the whole stick thing. Yeah. Because yes. there was actual football players back in like the 70s until they outlawed stick them. Yeah. That would like coat their forearms, their hands. Uh, there was one guy, Lester Hayes. The guy had it on his sock. And I remember my dad telling me that like people would just like throw a football. They hold up their arms. They would just stick to them to so <laughs> to see, like, like just stick there. Not even like catch, just stick to their forearms. So, so to see the stick them thing was kind of cool. Like Fred Bolitnikoff that did it. He had a guy on the sidelines that would just hand him like would put pieces of gum in his mouth because he could not touch anything because of the stick em. <laughs> Oh, man. There's all kinds of just great lines in this. Uh, somebody call 911. That's a great yeah. line. Uh, that's it. I'm leaving the country. I'm going to New Mexico. Uh, that's another great line. Uh, after they get their jerseys and they're already scared, uh, and they're talking about the well, it's got your name on the back, so the guys in the morgue can identify our bodies <laughs> for dust shrouds. <laughs> but my absolute favorite, and it just and I laugh so hard is you get to see the Cowboys huddle, and uh, and it's like a very football awesome huddle, and then you go over to the little Giants, and they go, Giants, Giants, help us, God. <laughs> I even the one that really got me line wise and i did i made a note kind of like what you did was when the mayor comes in and yes. he's talking he's talking to kevin o'shea and he's like we got a turd in the punch bowl i was like <laughs> that is awesome what a way to say that there is the problem or somebody's like causing a problem is yeah there's a turd in the punch bowl there's a turd in a punch bowl i'm gonna use that every day i'm gonna just say it 
one of my kids start acting up, my wife's gonna be like, "What's wrong?" There's a turd in the punch bowl. <laughs> I gotta figure out how I can use giants, giants help us, God, so I can just say it a lot. It's just <laughs> such a great line to me. Uh, man, this movie is still very, very funny, Andrew. Yeah. I laughed out loud multiple times. I literally just got through watching it before we hit record, and um, I I'll tell you this. When I suggested this movie, it was free on Tubi. Like, it was free streaming. It is no longer free. It's not on Tubi. Um, and I was like, oh, God. I was like, well, maybe I can you know, kind of find it on YouTube if you know what I'm saying. Yeah. No, it's not free on there either. Oh, because it's not Mac and me, okay? This is That's right. Good. So it's not Mac. <laughs> Ooh, we have I guess, I guess it's, it's not, not good enough. <laughs> so... Uh, I was like, all right, you know what? I go for the podcast for Andrew. I'll plop down four bucks. And after watching this movie again, I'm not even mad about it because it's, it's such a great movie. It's, oh, man, I love this movie. But let's talk about that last foot, the, the ultimate football game here. Okay. Cause there's a, there's some other stuff, but the last game. So they're deciding who is going to represent the town of Urbania. I like yeah. how it's in Ohio. I didn't realize I was in Ohio. But I do like it because Canton, football was created in Ohio, Canton. So, yeah, so this is a small town. Mm-hmm. They're obviously very proud of Kevin O'Shea. They kind of like um, he's the reason. I mean, he's even the reason some of the families apparently moved there. <laughs> do you have anybody in your town? Uh, I Technically, uh, there's a city. Well, see, I'm using that term loosely. It's okay. big, though, called Hickory, North Carolina. That is not too far from me. And it's the home of uh jeff jarrett I, no not jeff jarrett oh uh, god del jarrett i get my jarrett's confused the okay. nascar driver del jarrett and that was our big claim to fame it was, right. was was him and um there's a baseball player who was born not too far from me he went to like a competing high school oh god what's his name madison something madison Baumgartner? yes yes wow yeah. that's that's pretty big yeah, uh, I mean, I don't follow baseball very he's well. Not just too, he's not too shabby. Yeah. <laughs> he's good. He's, yeah. So, because uh, that was it, got me thinking of this because I know we've talked before. Probably the biggest athlete out of my hometown is Johnny Flynn, where his biggest claim to fame is he was picked. He is the pick before Steph Curry. Yeah. Yes. That's yes. so. That's his claim to fame. He was picked in the draft. Other than that, we have James Starks, who has a Super Bowl ring with the Packers, but I think maybe Johnny Flynn may be a little bit bigger. Well, I mean, I, this is because I know basketball. Johnny Flynn's the one I've heard of. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, but yeah, um, I think at this point in time, everybody's heard of Johnny Flynn. <laughs> well, that's a good that's a good segue though. Like before we get to the game, mm-hmm. of course, the NFL was very much in on this movie as it was being made as to the point where some NFL players and a certain uh, video game icon show up in this movie on a bus. Yes. I, I I like all of them. Okay. They're, they're, they're all great, but looking back on them, you got John Madden. Yeah. That's the one. I knew that one. I'll tell you the two that I knew. Who are who, who are the two that you knew? Uh, John Madden, obviously, I know because okay. of video games and uh, a certain Emmett Smith. I obviously had heard of. OK, yeah. So you got John Madden, uh, highest winning percentage of all time out of any head coach in the NFL. Uh, probably one of the greatest announcers of all time. And then, like you said, you got Emmett Smith, the NFL's leading rusher of all time. I'm, I don't know if it's because I'm from Western New York. I thought maybe you might say Bruce Smith. But no, never. Awful, sorry, <laughs> all-time sack leader Bruce Smith played for the Buffalo Bills and sorry in uh, Washington. So, so you're looking at right now. You're looking at Hall of Fame coach, Hall of Fame running back, Hall of Fame defensive end Tim Brown, very good wide receiver for the uh, Los Angeles Oakland Raiders, whichever one they were at that time period. Uh, Hall of Fame, and then you have Steve Entman. Uh, Steve Entman is probably regarded as one of the biggest busts in NFL history. Oh, wow. So that which, was, one, which one was he? He was the guy that Zoltek uh, knocked over. He's the okay, 80%, yes, yeah, yes, 80% yeah. physical, 40% mental type guy. Yeah, yes. He is regarded as one of the biggest busts in NFL history. Oh, that's fun. 
yeah. Oh. <laughs> at least he was. At least he was fun in this movie. <laughs> he was the first pick in the 1992 draft, and he didn't do anything. Well, this movie came out in '94, so he would have just been when they were making this. What probably '93? Yeah, uh, he was probably still on the up and you know, and they didn't know he was a bust yet. So, yeah, he just was always hurt. Uh, I think there were steroid allegations against them too. But. Oh, I mean, that's sports in general. <laughs> but I do like it how they bring them in and they yeah. teach them, you know, the intimidation, the mental part of the game and everything else. So that was, yeah. I think that's always the cool thing whenever you watch some of this stuff is you get to see stars or of that, you know, of that league or anything like that. I know the Sandlot didn't really have it, but that was still well, cool. No, Sandlot did in a way. I mean, Babe Ruth was a major part of it. Yeah, but the great well, Bambino himself. It wasn't like Babe Ruth, uh, Babe Ruth, but I get, I know what you're saying. And then also, uh, Mighty Ducks. I think like Mike Madonna was in there, and he was like, oh yeah, yeah. He's probably regarded as the greatest American-born hockey player of all time. Yeah, but he's no Wayne Gretzky. No, <laughs> no, he's he's the American. He would almost be the American version of Wayne Gretzky. But just like just slightly under that. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, if we're going to go all the way through every NHL player. He's down low. But America born. There we go. He's, yeah. He's he's there. He's, he's like number our, one, baby. Yeah. He's like our <laughs> Wayne Gretzky. And then like I remember rookie of year seeing like Barry Bonds and stuff like that. Yeah. The steroids yeah. got him or I'm air quoting steroids because it's out. Yeah. But I think that was kind of a cool hype thing. I think so, too to see it in there before the big game and get them going. And I think the montage, even kind of before the big game where they're getting ready and you know, the toes got the eye black and he's just going nuts with it. And he's just, <laughs> like, <laughs> got like a beard and he's yeah. going to just cover yeah. <laughs> and, and everything else. Yeah. The montage of the kids the night before the game is really great. Uh, all, all of them. Uh, but that scene with the, I was thinking about that scene where like you have multiple, really famous football players mm-hmm. showing up. And like, if I was really in the NFL, I would really mark out over that. It reminded me of like my favorite, some of my favorite stuff in the original space jam is the other oh, basketball I- players, you know, like I, you know, cause I love basketball, Charles Barkley, a big Charles Barkley fan. And obviously uh number one, Charlotte Hornets fan right here. And I had Muggsy Bogues and Larry and grandma, Ma, Larry Johnson in the same movie. Uh, I was in basketball heaven for that. So we ever- uh, I, I'd imagine that'd be the same way if I loved the NFL growing up watching this. If we ever do that movie, I, I will probably go on a rant because one of those players are not like the others. If you if you get my drift, if you think of who the players were in there, one of those players are not like the other. Kind of like the whole Steve Steve Atman thing. <laughs> I don't know. I can make a case for all of them, honestly, but it's because I'm a giant basketball nerd. I like basketball. I just can't make a case for the other guy. I'm trying to decide which one you're thinking of. Let's just go ahead and say it. Yeah, say it. Say it. On Bradley, I don't. That's I, who I thought you were thinking yeah, of. I, I don't. I don't. I I don't get it. By the way, uh, Sean Bradley. Let's man. Yeah. Terrible what happened to him. Yeah. But um, at the time, honestly, he was obviously very recognizable. Seven mm-hmm. foot six or something like that. Uh, he did block a lot of shots. So, um, yeah, that's and I think he's Mormon. So all that <laughs> makes him stand out. <laughs> a really tall white Mormon. <laughs> that's something you see every day Where's <laughs> 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 <rest> my case <laughs> right, i think we can get to that yeah, okay game now <laughs> <laughs> so we did the, uh so yeah the football game uh the they're they're riled up the yeah. giants are riled up they're banging on there i kind of like that you know they're messing up the Cowboys during the the prayer and everything else. Yeah, they're talking a lot of junk uh, that just on paper, there's no way they can back it no. up. <laughs> no, no. And they go out there and they get destroyed, yeah. which you would imagine in any of these movies. Right. That's how those movies should be. The first half, they're getting destroyed. That's how it should yeah. be. So they're getting destroyed. They're getting knocked over. Spike takes off Jake's head. <laughs> <laughs> he like wiggles it into the helmet. That's a great scene. Yeah, that was great. Zoltek, when the kid told Zoltek that he's gonna have him 
farting, farting out his mouth, his, farting out his mouth, and talking out his butt. Yeah, <laughs> and, he and, does. He, and he does, and they're like, "Oh, I guess it is possible." Not like, "Is this kid okay?" Yeah. No, it, it's all. What I didn't understand is one play. It took one kid to take down Spike. Okay, this was this was this me. happened. Yeah, I know what you. I know where this is going. This yeah. is in the first half. So Spike takes off. He runs. He gets taken down by one player. Yeah. All who, of a sudden, they, who was that player? Nobody knows. I, I, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. <laughs> and then all Cause of a sudden. Because they've, they've established the icebox is the one if, out of all the kids who could would be the one to take him down. And she's a cheerleader at this point. So she's yeah. not even on the field. Yeah. Or And it wasn't even like the other one would probably be Junior. But yeah. Junior's not. Junior's nowhere near him. It's number 46. You can barely see the back of his jersey. And yet he takes him down with ease. Yeah. It's a and great then, looking tackle. Yeah. And then the next play, it takes like 10 of them to get down. Yeah. Like, yes. Where was the 46 again? Was he being blocked? Is he like very inconsistent? Ga- yeah. Dipping Gatorade. But other than that, that was probably my only problem or thing that I saw. But they're getting destroyed. And they're, I love it when they're going to the locker room and they're complaining, like, I can't feel my leg. Yes. Is my spine sticking out of my back? Like, <laughs> Just from getting beat up. And then I think it's probably one of the most inspirational speeches ever is I was about to say that I love this halftime speech because he's uh, Rick Moranis doesn't even like take it all over. He kind of sets up for the other kids to start bringing in that one time that they won against their yeah. old against their brothers or sisters and stuff. And um, so that's how you do it. Like you, he's installing this belief that, Hey, it just takes one time. And it's true. Just one time, uh, one time you can, uh, we can be heroes. <laughs> it, you know what? It's, it's funny too. When I listen to that speech, uh, Matt and I, when I was doing the two point conversation, we interviewed Stephen Baker of the New York giants and he played in super bowl 25 against the Buffalo bills and the Buffalo bills were heavily favored. And he kind of told us that in a way it was like, just one time he was like, if we would have played them nine more times after that, we would have lost, but it was just that one time we just yeah. had to do everything really well that one time. And we, and we won and they, they ended up winning that Super Bowl. I mean, that happens. That's one of the great things about sports, right? Is that you can have just that one time where the underdog, the team that you don't expect to win, wins. And it's a huge deal. I mean, it happens in the, you know, the college basketball tournament all the yep. time. Uh, I still definitely remember when um, the Toronto Raptors beat the 76ers off of that yeah. wild Kawhi shot that bounced, that touched every part of the rim before going in. It's so much drama just in one shot. And they would go on the win because of that. Uh, so there's that happens all the time. And that's one of the things I really love about sports. And this movie does a really good job of setting all this up because they're down by like, what, 20 something points yeah. at the half. I think it's 21 or 24 to zero, something like that going cool. into halftime. Uh, 21. Yeah. And uh, so the second half is a totally different story. They come out yes. they're really pumped. Um, there's a lot of great stuff here. Uh you know, you mentioned the Johnny character. I do have, <laughs> I do have one small complaint here, and it's just a small one because I absolutely, obviously, love the scene where his dad shows up. I mean, how you, um, can you not feel for this kid? Yeah, it's very touching. But in real life, there's no way that a parent that's just showing up is going to show up running into the end zone of a game that's happening currently. <laughs> okay, I'm glad you brought that up because yeah. even I was like. Isn't there like a gate entrance? Yes. I go to a lot of like my kids play sports. There's no way like of my son's playing football right now. I have to go through a gate and then there's another gate and there's normally yeah. like almost like a security guard. And sometimes you even need a field pass to actually get onto the field. And he, yeah. And he's, and he's also just come off of his trip because he still got his suitcase. Yeah. <laughs> and he doesn't, I don't know. I think I might have gone home first. Yeah. <laughs> you know, after me too. a long trip, I'm like, I need to go home. At least set down this stuff. Yeah. And yeah. then I'll but, go uh, but man, it's such a great scene though. Yeah. Uh, like I overlook it because it's the the main reason for that scene is I'm like, okay, I'll forgive it because of that, you know. Um, I, you f- you feel so good for that kid that his dad actually showed up for him. I love it when he's in the huddle and they're like, "Chicken little flea flicker on three. What is that?" It's a pitch to Johnny. Yeah. 
Pitch to Johnny. That's how I feel when I played football. I'm I really, Johnny. I really into that in football so hard. I was always a, I mean, I've always been a big dude. And uh, uh, when I was in high school, uh, I love basketball. And honestly, at one point, I was actually pretty good at basketball. And uh, I was an inside and outside player. I could shoot the three pretty good, but I was really uh, gangbusters on the inside because I'm big and uh, really good passer. I'm just really singing my praises here. But but because of my size, the head football coach of our high school was constantly talking to me, right? He's like, hey, I need you. Like, hey, man, you try. And I'm like, dude, I'm telling you, I know I look like it. But I am not good at football because I just wasn't good. I just wasn't something I was into. I would play with friends and stuff like that, obviously. But I was not good. Only thing I could do is if you gave me the ball, I was slow, but I was so big that uh, it'd take a lot to take me down. That was literally the only thing I could do. (laughs) Kind of, you know, like that one scene where Spike's dragging the whole team. Yeah. Uh, That was kind of me. If everybody is smaller than me, but if you're playing football, there's going to be people just as big as you. And that's what I was trying to tell him. But I got so many free lunches because he would buy my lunch. I know. Try to butter me up. <laughs> From trivia, it was yeah. five. Yep. Five. five. I got five free lunches because of that. Five. Even though I was very upfront with him, saying, man, I'm just telling you. I was doing him a favor telling him no. <laughs> so I related to that Johnny kid so much. <laughs> that makes sense. And then I think, oh no, before that is when Junior gets hit. We talk, we talk yeah. about that where Spike needs to go out and hit him, or he's gonna have to donate one of his kidneys to his grandma. Yeah, his dad was very, uh, very into, yeah, and really into the game, like a win at all cost type guy. Yeah, and that sets up, um, you know, uh, the you know the other the the Willis Reed think? moment. I think yeah, it was Willis Reed type moment. When you see Becky throw down the pom poms, yeah, go from Becky to the ice box, and I like that line because so she can't play. She's truly, <laughs> and uh, he's like, "No, that's that's my niece, and she's pissed." <laughs> yeah. And uh, Rick Moranis calls her Becky, and she's like, "Don't call me Becky. Call me Ice." Yeah. And then Junior calls her Ice Box, and don't call me Ice Box. Call me Becky. That's another thing I want to bring up at the end of this too, as well. Kind of like, okay. well, like question mark going on. Yeah. Is a relationship thing, but yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But she comes in and I think that's where the game changed is. Oh, obviously. Yeah. She nice changes stuff. the game herself. Uh, obviously. I mean, they set up at the very beginning of the movie. She was good enough. She was by yeah. far one of the better players, even on the other team. So, um, yeah, so they set that up right off the bat. Uh, and all through this movie, um, I had forgotten about this. Like, I rem- I definitely remember that her mom was never in the picture, but I couldn't remember why. And they yeah. actually say it a couple of times. She let she leaves them. She I, left them. Yeah. Can I applaud them for that? Because yeah, in most movies, it's just so easy to go to like the death of a parent. Yeah. Yes. I I almost I it's sad. I know it's not a real movie. It's sad either way. But I almost preferred like the leaving yes because it kind of adds to the rick moranis character that he's raising her uh, the best he knows how that type yeah, of thing yeah that yeah. and then that you know he's a little bit different and maybe she was like oh i'm sick of this thing you know he yeah. owns this crappy gas station and everything else so that's like why she left yeah yeah, yeah. uh but I, I really enjoyed that but uh this yeah the game definitely changes when becky gets in there uh you know you got a lot of great lines here don't you be talking about my mama there's another good one right before you know his he's he tackles and his mom goes crazy on the sidelines that's such a great scene um so of course uh they uh they've i think they've tied the game right they stop them at the one yard line uh in a great play but then they got a run perhaps the greatest play in any uh, sports movie in general, I think right, it's got to be up there, right? As one of the most memorable plays, <laughs> the annexation of Puerto Rico. That's right. That's right. The fumble. I, I. That's probably one of my favorite parts of the game. Just like when it happens, and Kevin and Ed O'Neill's just on the sideline, just yelling "Fumble Ruski, Fumble Ruski, Fumble yeah. Ruski," <laughs> and seeing. Seeing Zoltek just going down and listening to him breathe, going, 
<laughs> and I'm like, dude, that that would be that would be me right now. And 100%. Even, yeah, me too. Don't you worry about I, it. Yeah. Even when I was younger at certain points, that would have been me if I would had yeah. to try and go 99 yards down the field. Don't. Yeah. If I'm going like five uh, back then, if I was going like five to 10 yards, okay. But 99 yards, no, sir. <laughs> <laughs> and there's no one around you. But yet you're yeah. still like, ah, ah. I think my the funniest thing was my dad when uh would call it when somebody was breathing like that he would call it that they were sucking sucking in donuts. Yeah. Yes. It, that then that's all I could think about whenever I see somebody breathing like that. I'm like, oh my goodness, I can understand that because <laughs> that's this is how you just sound like you're just <laughs> like you can't get enough air at all, and you could like just really suck in a donut into your mouth. But they do a really good job with this movie where all the kids get kind of a hero moment. Yes. Uh, and I really like that part of it, too. Um, and, of course, they win. That play works out. They get really lucky because that play kind of gets broken up. Uh, and they get lucky that they still win. But it's a win, man. It only takes one time. One time. Yeah. And then they join teams. And Well, here's my question about the ending. The very end of the movie. Yeah. Well, actually, at the beginning of the movie, when you meet the kids, uh, the brothers as kids, Mm-hmm. Um, and he doesn't get picked, but his older brother's like, Hey, one day I'll put our names will be on that water tower. And yeah. then it's just his name on the water tower. And so the very end of the movie, you know, Rick Moranis was like, well, we don't have to do the thing where I take over your business, but there is one thing. And they cut to that water tower and it goes from the home of Kevin O'Shea to the home of the O'Shea brothers. And I kept thinking, is this town really going to change the tower because <laughs> of this peewee football game? When the other guy, if you're being serious, the other guy uh, is, I think, is definitely well more known. It, yeah, but it it's such a small town. That I get it. Like I I get it. Be that big, like because even like one of the things I wanted to touch on was the the old guys in the restaurant. Oh yeah, yeah, the ones making bets and stuff. Yeah, I remember as a kid, my friend and I, we would walk to like McDonald's, and if it was kind of you know, mid afternoon, there was always the set of the old guys at McDonald's never ordered food, just sat in one section. There'd probably be about yes. five or 10 of them and they just drink coffee. And those guys remind me of that. And they would complain <laughs> about everything. Yes. They would talk uh, this, to is, you. this has got to be like everywhere in the country because yeah. I have those same memories. Sunday mornings when I was a kid, my, uh, my grandparents would pick me up. And taking me to church, but we'd always stop at Hardee's for breakfast. We have Hardee's down here instead of a Carl's Jr. We have Hardee's. And every time it never failed to the point up to, I haven't been there in a long time now, but even the last time I was there for breakfast is the same thing. And it didn't matter which Hardee's. It was every Hardee's. There's a couple of Hardee's down here. There was always a group of old men in, in a corner. And there was at least five to six of them. And they were just sitting there reading newspapers, drinking coffee, talking to each other. Never failed. <laughs> no, and that's and that's what these guys remind me of. And if you think about it, they're the biggest kind of like shit disturbers, troublemakers oh, in the yeah. whole entire movie. Yeah, because like, the other ones that called both coaches about Spike. Yeah, yeah. Like they were like, oh, we have nothing to do, and that's why they remind me of those guys at McDonald's. Like, yes, I get it. You're retired. Do what you want to do in life. But that's all they did was even when I worked at Burger King, and when I worked in the morning every day, there would be the person they come in and they get their cup of coffee, and they would just sit in one section, and they would sit there. And some of them were really cool, and some of them were like, uh, like they looked yeah. down on you because you worked at a fast food restaurant right yeah. some of them were like hey and they talked to you about everything going on but those guys definitely remind me of that they were just they were just troublemakers like if they didn't hype this up so badly that would have been really that big of a deal and maybe there were like the one guy that was hoping that the little giants were going to win maybe he kind of pushed the water tower thing like oh, oh okay yeah. This is their trophy. I know the teams aren't going to combine and everything else, but this is their trophy is this water tower of the O'Shea brothers. Yeah. They don't really give you a conclusion, but they all, they set up like, you know, Rick Moranis asked Ed, Hey, you know, what is there ever been a such thing as two head coaches? Like, you know, if the first head coach doesn't know as much about football and he goes, I'll get back to you, but he's smiling about it. Do you think that he joined? I do. I think he joins. I think he, I think he joins and it's, 
I don't think it's so much of a co-head coach. I think it's more uh, like it's Kevin's team, but he yeah. plays some sort of role. In yeah, it. it's like a good cop. I think it's more of a good cop, bad cop thing. I, yeah, I just see that. Yeah, I can see that. Because that was the, the we talked about it with Ed O'Neill and the Kevin O'Shea character is the layers of there is he has this tremendous image to uphold in the small town. Yeah, he is the town hero. He is the the golden goose. He is what the town is known for. And so maybe a lot of his decisions aren't so much good for everybody, but what he feels he needs to do to keep up his image. Yeah, keep yes. that, keep the his pride, his ego alive, and also make sure that everybody in the town knows how great he is because he's telling the story and he changes. And the, even the old guys were like, "Wasn't it like fifteen minutes, or wasn't it like this? Wasn't it that?" And he keeps on changing his story. You know, the yeah. always keeps on getting bigger. And I think that's one of his things is that he's so embedded into that that he can't here we go philosophical on a family movie but (laughs) he's so embedded into that that he doesn't know anything different and this all could have this movie could have not even been made if he would have been like you know listen i want to give every kid a chance but he was so intensely into winning that he didn't care about the other kids he just wanted all the you know the best kids to win not even saying hey we'll just put you on the team and you can practice and we'll get you in a couple of plays or something like that he was just yeah. no i need this needs to be the image that i project right yeah to uh, the yeah i mean there's definitely side e- of them. Yeah. there's definitely ego involved with him but at the same time like i started thinking this is the first time I ever thought about this with that character, and so I'm glad I watched it again uh, as I'm hurling toward 40. Uh, but I was watching it and just thinking, just all these sides of this character I never noticed before. You know, all the scenes he has with his niece that are pretty great. He goes, you know, when she goes, "Do you think I'm pretty?" He goes, "No, I think you're beautiful." That's a great moment. Um, so they're showing these sides of humanity that he obviously has. He's not just a complete jerk the whole time. Um, and uh. And you can tell he actually does love his brother, but part of me thinks that this town has held him up to such high regard because he's obviously the only thing that they have as like a a hero, sort of, yeah. you know. And they've, I mean, the, all kinds of signs pointing to that about him that um, maybe he feels like he has to win and stuff, or he's letting the whole town down, that type of thing, right? His image does mean something, not only to him, but to the town. Yeah. Um, because they've kind of put everything on that, right? So, um, there's a, that's a that's a lot of pressure. <laughs> I mean, even if you look at it, the the family, the family yeah. that he has, the wife, you know, that's prototypical. He's, yeah, she's great though. By the way, yeah, I, like the way that she looks, the personality does. Like she's very vocal about things. Yeah, but, you know, the blonde hair and everything else, like typical trophy wife two blonde hair kids car dealership everything else like he just feels like the, he needs to project this image and I, his wife calls him out on it oh yeah yeah but i mean even when he goes through the window you know, <laughs> that was, <laughs> i think that was that was a pride and an ego thing like oh, oh yeah i'm gonna show you guys how to do this like kevin o'shea knows how to and then he ends up making a big giant you know, fool. and then the very next day he gets arrested for being a peeping tom. So exactly, it makes front page. <laughs> he makes front page. Local hero yeah. gets arrested. Yeah, yeah. But nobody. Uh, what I wonder, whatever happened with that? Like, did they go to court or? I guarantee that the charges were dropped because the one who called him was the was his own brother. And um, man, see, I don't even think he even realized truly that it was how Rick Moranis felt. Right. Yeah. Uh, because he just wasn't thinking about that for better or for worse, but it's obvious that they cared about each other. I mean, they were family. Um, there were just a lot of issues they had to work out. <laughs> I think it was it was an image thing. It was more. Oh, yeah. It was just one hundred percent. You know, image. How any. You know, I I, I want to feel for you. I want to include you, but yeah, but I have to. I have to win because it's me. Yeah, yeah. I have yeah. to be 
this town's hero, this town yeah. looked at me and everything else. Like even the speech he gives when he sells the car about howling at the moon, like you get yeah. married and you buy your first Chevrolet and everything else. Right. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. For sure. But what was uh, the other, you wanted to bring something up. Uh, I think that was pretty much that was just that his image. Yeah. And the old guys was just the whole, because <laughs> watching it again is just one of those things where I enjoy doing this because you watch it as a kid, you see the kid things. Yeah. Yes. As an adult, you're like, yeah, okay. I get what's going on a little bit more, but I'm still enjoying the kid things, but I'm, I'm starting to see the the iceberg of Kevin O'Shea. Yeah. Yes. That's one (laughs) thing I really, I'm with you. That's one thing I'm really loving going back and watching these movies from my childhood is you can actually see it from a different perspective in a way because you've grown up and it's not just about you know the kids anymore it's like it's the full thing there i mean obviously overall it's a you know the kids are one of the main reasons to watch this but the heart of this movie and the main real plot of this movie is the relationship between these two brothers yeah uh as adults so um, you know, one being obviously the underdog who, as he said himself, put himself on the bench for his life. Yeah. And um, he didn't want those kids to do the same thing. So it was really important to him. That was um, great. I, yeah. I, that really hit me. So, yeah. uh, man, I I can't. Uh, are you ready to give what we review in this movie out of? I don't even know. I'm going to do go karts because I really like the go kart. Yeah. Movie. Oh, by the way, she could have totally murdered those boys on their bikes yeah. on that go kart. What she was doing. Did you did you relate to any to any player like or anybody in this movie? Like if you could like put yourself into that role. That's what I was thinking about because we try to do that on this show. Yeah. As I was watching this. Uh I'm a big dude, so obviously, you know, the eating and farting kid. But um man, the only sport that I was ever remotely good at was basketball. And because of my size, I was never the first one picked. And that always bugged me because I felt I was really good. And um, but then I always had that chip on my shoulder. So when I got to play, I really tried to show them, hey, you could have picked me. That kind of thing. I always was like that. But if we played any other sport, there were times where I was one of the last ones picked. And even though deep in my soul, they were right to do that <laughs> because I just wasn't good at other sports for whatever reason. Uh Except for like putt putt, but that's you know that's a, that's a mini golf thing. That's just me by myself. Yeah, uh, but uh, uh, you know I was definitely not the first on anyone's list to pick for football or anything that required to be sp- uh, speedy or athletic or yeah. anything like that. Um, because my body just didn't do that stuff unless it, for whatever reason I just got basketball. Like I just the second I discovered basketball, I it just felt like I was meant to know this thing, right? Like it just felt like it was supposed to be a part of me. And, uh, but that was the only sport like that. All the other ones, I definitely felt these kids and not being picked for things. I think everybody has that to some extent. There's something that you weren't picked for that you loved that you wanted to be picked for and you just weren't. So that underdog thing is definitely something that I can really relate to. Um, so I'm going to say that I think my soul wise, I'm probably a Rick Moranis character, honestly, just because uh, he obviously had that chip on his shoulder. Mm-hmm. Um, but he himself said that because he didn't get picked a few times, he put himself on the bench. And I've definitely done that when it's come to some things because, well, somebody either told me they didn't like this one thing that I tried once, you know, I was like, well, I just ain't going to do it again, even though I probably could have loved it. So I think that's who I related to the most was his character. Yeah, that was me too. Just because I'm the younger brother and my older brother was a lot more, you know, projection, like, Oh, he's really good at this. And then like me where I love sports, but I kind of like to do my own thing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the things like, and my brother was like, like in little league, he was good, and I was just like, ah, eh, this is something to do. I just do it because I love it, and if I'm good at it, I'm I'm one of those people where, if I like it, I'm gonna do it, no matter if yeah. I'm good or bad at it. I suck yeah. at games. I know this, 
But oh, yeah, I do too. But, but, you, but yeah, you know, but I have you, a podcast about. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we, we do. Did we need this? And then we talk yeah. about yeah. how bad we are. Okay, but that's. I think that's one of the things. Like as long as you love it, you you should just care about it. And my brother was a lot more, I think, intense when it came to things. Yeah. Like I hate Venom because of my brother because he used to like pin me down on the ground and wave his tongue and drip spit in my face and go i'm venom so i hate venom i get it yeah because of my brother but i think that's that's the biggest thing and i did remember what i was going to talk about okay the relationship thing so yes. becky likes junior yes danny likes patty how is that going to work out if patty and <laughs> and danny get together that i thought about that too it's kind of weird right yeah yeah like i don't think the writers really got into that one all that much like yeah you should have well, maybe they thought like the, it's just a kid crush that almost never goes anywhere but yeah. uh i mean they were already i mean they were at the age where they're making fun of a couple they saw kissing so yeah um yeah I, that's a good point though i did think about that especially that first scene where like they're going to junior's house and that's when he discovers who junior's mom is uh, I thought about that right away. I was like, oh, man, I forgot about this. It's like, but they both like somebody in the same family. It's kind of yeah. weird. <laughs> so I'm not quite sure how that dynamic will work yeah. out. But strange. <laughs> back to the ratings. So I'm going to go go-karts because I thought the go-kart was awesome. I, I like it. And I never had a go-kart. Same. <laughs> uh, uh, I used to go to my buddy's house because he had like multiple four-wheelers and I loved riding oh. those things. <laughs> my favorite picture is andre the giant on the three-wheel house. yes <laughs> it's yes. like my favorite andre the giant yeah. but i am gonna give this based on what i know as a kid and as an adult wise and i think this is a wonderful movie definitely for kids to watch just the story behind it, everything else i'm gonna give it four golf carts just because I would give it five or four and a half, but just because the last thing we talked about with the whole Patty Danny. Yeah, it's kind of weird. Yeah. Becky, that it, it loses a go-kart in this situation. Yeah. Rewatching this movie that I loved as a kid and I probably hadn't seen in a decade easily. Um, I'm very happy to report that this movie for me still holds up. I still loved it. Um, we talked about it before. I was picking out stuff about it that I hadn't noticed before because I'm older now. Yeah, and um, I love it when movies do that. Uh, there's really not a lot in this because you know a lot of these movies from this era. There's parts where aren't uh, going to fly today, sort of thing. And I think yeah. overall this one is is fine. Actually, uh, I didn't really have any parts that really stood out to me for being like, well, they couldn't do that today. <laughs> like, that whoa, yeah, because most of the humor <laughs> was was very goofy, yeah, and and stuff like that. Um, and I laughed out loud a lot at this. Uh, I, I gotta, I gotta agree with you. This is easily a four to four and a half go-karts out of five. Uh, I'll go with four just to make it uniform with you. Cause I do agree that that relationship thing is weird and obviously something they, they, they would have to work out, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, that type of thing. Um, cause that is really strange, but, uh, man. Uh, I, I I think this is a great movie today for kids mm-hmm. and for uh, parents. Like, uh, you know, there's those movies where that are obviously just for kids and parents just kind of have to slog through it. But yeah. this is one of those where I think where both the parent and the kid can both enjoy this thing. Oh, yeah. And the message in this is outstanding for yeah. just an underdog story. Just outstanding. Yeah. It just takes one time, man. Just one time. One time. I'm I'm so putting up that speech because. The Dolphins are playing the Bills, and the Bills look absolutely amazing. And I just want the Dolphins to win against the Bills. And oh, man. Thinking, just give me. I tell you what, this football season, I've really, uh, because of these podcasts that we do, most of the people that mean you know are up in Buffalo Bills country. Oh yeah, and I've become pretty good friends with quite a few of them who are obviously big Buffalo Bills fans. And that's all I'm seeing on my Facebook timeline now. And I don't want to be mad because I want my friends to be happy, but. I'm going to tell you, I'm going to pull for the Dolphins on that one. I'm just going to let you know. <laughs> Try living there. <laughs> oh, uh, Matt tells Be, me about it all the time. <laughs> yeah. Be in the, uh, Matt's got it actually a little bit easier than what I did because he's a Colts fan. Yeah. I am 
I am a Dolphins fan, the right, yeah. biggest rivals. And my mom bought me a sweatsuit one time at JCPenney's when I was a little kid, and she literally got chased out of there. <laughs> well, they haven't they haven't been relevant since Ace Ventura. So, <laughs> <laughs> hey, Dan Marino was amazing in Ace Ventura. I bring that up all the time. Yeah. That's a movie, though. By the way, there's a lot of ports that they couldn't do. No, no. <laughs> My dad took me to that to see the movie there because of because of Dan Marino was in it. <laughs> I get it. he's actually a major part of it. So yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, Little Giant still holds up. Really, really love this one. Um, man, this is uh, again, like I said, I had to pay four bucks for a movie that came out 20 years ago just to rent it, and I'm not even mad about it. That's how good this is. I think you get it for about. 48 hours too i might actually watch yeah. it again so i'm a, i'm going to get my four bucks worth that's for yeah. sure <laughs> but there you have it and remember to catch new episodes of let's talk but no politics okay every sunday on the bicbp radio network apple Podcasts, spotify go check out the youtube channel and the facebook page and with that being said good morning good afternoon and good night Giants, giants, help us, God.